Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Here we go. We're ready. We're rolling. It is time. It is a football Friday. It's off the hook sports. The Dave Hooker Show. A presentation of off the hook sports. Objective insight. Expertise. Top guest. Available on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and the off the hook sports app. Download now for free. Also available on offthehooksports.com. I compute and obey. Now, to Dave Hooker. Ready. Let's get off and rolling as we'll have to lead with some bad news, but my own Caleb Calhoun is going to tell me how Tennessee can still win the SEC East. We teased that earlier in the week, but stuff, as they say, happens. Uh, So I'm not sure what happened to Caleb yesterday, but I do know that Peyton Manning wanted to say something about the fact that he didn't make an argument for Tennessee uh, making the SEC East yesterday. I think that Caleb had to go back and think about it a little bit. Uh, Peyton, can you tell us uh, why exactly, or your thoughts rather, on Caleb Calhoun not making the argument for Tennessee winning the SEC East yesterday, and he'll do so today instead. They're like, that is total bullshit. Uh, easy, Peyton. Easy. Seems a little strong. My goodness. Welcome to the program. We've got a big one on tap. Here we go. It's a football Friday with Fred. So we will visit with Fred White later in the program. Who's the better coach, Josh Heupel or Mark Stoops? I think a strong argument could be made for either is Kentucky really a rivalry and we'll talk keys at Kentucky and as I mentioned 
it will be Caleb Calhoun telling me how Tennessee can still win the SEC East. And uh, again, Peyton thinks They're like that is total bullshit. Maybe not, Peyton. He's up. Caleb, I hope you're doing well, sir. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm a little tired because full confession, guys, the re-release of Taylor's ni- Taylor Swift's 1989 album came out last night at midnight, and I stayed up listening to it, and it was just the songs are better nine years later with the re-release that they were than they were nine years ago. She's just an incredible artist. Don't know what to say about that, although I am uh, a bit of a Tyler Swift fan. Now, look at this. I got a karma Did you say Tyler Swift? Did you look, say Tyler look at the, Swift? Look at, the, look at the bracelet. I went and saw the Eras thing with a friend, so I'm rocking the bracelet. So uh, let's go. I'm also making plans to try to see a Metallica show, so that shows you how buried my interests are. But I'll give you that. She's incredibly talented. I kind of wrote her off. Here we go. Orange Blood said, uh, lick and subscribe. I think he means like and subscribe. Cooper, clarify that for Orange Blood. Cooper Mays here. Hit like and subscribe. Okay, we'll do that. And it's time for Four Downs, and it's brought to you by Andy Mason of AndyMasonRealEstate.com. We're going to talk Kamal Haddon injury. This would have been something that would have just been sloughed off a couple of weeks ago, but now it's much more significant. Here we go. Four Downs brought to you by AndyMasonRealEstate.com. Four downs. Four questions. Four answers. The Dave Hooker Show. Four. 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 Downs. A presentation of OffTheHookSports.com. Kamal hadn't injured. And like I said, if we had this discussion in week one, Caleb, what would have been your response before we get to what it means for this football team headed to Kentucky on Saturday week one. And guys, I'm the first to admit I'm, I was wrong on this, but if I found that he was out week one, my first question would have been, why was he even on like in the two deep depth chart? Honestly? I mean, I I would have thought that with, I would have thought he would have fallen below with Warren Burrell back and game Judy Lolly having transferred and Danico Slaughter emerging, I would have been like, why is Kamal Haddon even in the depth chart? I even predicted, remember Dave, I predicted Jordan Matthews, the freshman would become a starter halfway through the year. Um, I wonder what's happening to him by the way, but go ahead. Yeah. And I completely whiffed Kamal Haddon. Not only like held on to a starting role, but became an, I mean, y'all can hate on me for saying this all day. He became one of the best cornerbacks in the country bar none. I mean, he is, he is, he was on track to be an all American this year. With, it, with what he was doing. Ooh. All, all American? Top four coverage grade among all cornerbacks, PFF in the nation. Top four. Okay. If he wasn't an all American, it would have been highway robbery. I'm looking at him as a potential top three round NFL draft pick now. I was very high on how he's been playing. Okay. I respect that and you changing gears. I don't think he would have been an all American because a lot of people that vote on those things care about preseason stuff. But, but you're right. Maybe he's worthy of that. I'll, I'll give you that. The, yeah, they care about w- coverage, and then they look at stats. And you know, cornerbacks, you can't judge on stats. <laughs> well, but they'll also look to preseason. And some of the people that vote on it, frankly, could see Bob Jones at Utah. And he's a preseason all-SEC cornerback. And as long as he plays and makes four or five interceptions, he's probably going to win the postseason award. I mean, that's, that's kind of how cornerback goes. Uh, it's kind of how center goes. 
as well. It's why they had to designate in the SEC that center is a different position because people were just picking five offensive linemen for the first team, five offensive linemen for the second team, and there was no center. So I guess that it was up to the quarterback just to run up to the line of scrimmage and get the ball. Yeah, and also, let's be fair, it can be with safeties, too. He was the best safety in college football in 2009, but Eric Berry won that Thorpe Award before the year even kicked off. He had the Thorpe Award in his hand before the first game. Everybody knew he was going to win it. Love me some Eric Berry. All right, how big is this for the balls? It is uh, four downs brought to you by Andy Mason, andymasonrealestate.com. Did I already hit the sounder? I'm I'm off and running. I'm on my energy drink from the gym this morning. Did I hit the you sounder? Hit the- you hit the four down sounder, but you haven't hit first down yet. The ref hasn't spotted the ball. Cooper. Mays okay. Well, we got to go ahead and uh, spot the ball in the meantime, Coop, what are some people supposed to do? Cooper Mays here. Hit like, and subscribe. All right, here we Coop go. Here. First down. First down Coop. So let's get to it. Kamal Haddon's injury. And we'll get Peyton Manning's thoughts on this. Kamal Haddon's injury is bigger than Keenan Peely's. Yeah. or nay. I would not Ooh, have said this at th- the beginning of the year, but you're yay, thinking you're thinking bigger. a little more than I thought. It's bigger. It's a bigger deal than Keenan Peely's. Yeah, at the beginning of the year, I would I would have disagreed with you, but as it turns out now, Tennessee hasn't been perfect at the second level at the linebacker position, but uh, they they've been pretty good uh, with Herring in there, and Beasley is having a fantastic year. So. Yeah, I thought we were go- when I wrote this, it was early in the morning. I hadn't had coffee yet. I thought that we were just going to go ahead and say Peely would have been better. All right, what down, Coop? Cooper Mays here. Second down. Kamal Haddon's injury is bigger than Brew McCoy. I'm going to go ahead and let Peyton weigh on this. They're like, that is total bullshit. There's no way. Brew McCoy dictated coverage. I was told by a scout that Brew McCoy was the best NFL prospect on this football team at any position. So I can't, I can't go that far. I'm in with your uh, Kamal Love a little bit, but I can't go that far. Dave, Look at him. He's thinking, my boy Caleb's Dave, thinking. I think it's a wash, and I actually disagree with Peyton. Peyton wasn't the best talent evaluator. He thought Anthony Gonzalez was a good first-round draft pick for the Colts. Okay, so, you know, whatever Peyton says, I don't really need to listen to him on talent evaluation. Um, total bullshit. Uh, I think Kamal Haddon is a bigger deal because I think I, 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 look, I get you are stuck in preseason. I think Tennessee has some other players who can, who have the potential to dictate coverage the way brew, not on brews level, but close to it. I think Chaz Nimrod might get there before the year's out. And I think scroll white is such a rare talent at receiver. There's nobody that comes close to Kamal Haddon in the secondary. There's not, I don't care what people say about Danico Slaughter in practice. He hasn't sniffed Kamal Haddon's jockstrap in terms of how they've both played this year. Okay. Cody helps me out with Brew. You're absolutely right, Cody. You're both wrong. And I have oh. Taylor's wisdom in my head right now. I have Taylor Swift's wisdom in my head. So no, 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 no. It it is it is brew. It is brew. But I think Kamal Haddon is is a much more significant loss. On a scale of one to ten, to me, brew. Because I don't, I don't think you're going to see anybody else dictate covers like he would. I don't think that guy's on the roster right now, to be real honest with you. But I think that he, because of what he brought to the balls, also in downfield blocking, which sounds weird for a receiver, but they run about 89 screens a game. So that's a factor. I am, I'm, I'm going to go brew. And uh, with all due respect, I, I don't think it's that close, but. Haddon's closer than I would have ever dreamed at the beginning of the year. All right. Tennessee center Cooper Mays here. 
third down. All right, it's third down. By the way, Andy Mason, Andy Mason Real Estate at realestate.com. Best prices, best service in the biz. Andy Mason Real Estate.com. He's there for you, and he will get in touch with you if you go to Andy Mason Real Estate.com. So third down. Kamal Haddon's injury will have a bigger impact than Cooper Mays' injury had. Now you can play Peyton Manning. Yeah, no, well, Cooper Mays is total bullshit. Okay. Cooper Mays is the most valuable player on the team. His injury was Ooh. huge at the beginning of the year. So, no, it's, his injury is not bigger than Cooper Mays' injury. Okay. Now, I'm interested to see where you go here. Because I believe Cooper Mays' injury cost Tennessee a football game at Florida. Okay? And you, be- and you believe that, too. So, what down is it, Coop? All SEC center Cooper Mays here. Fourth down. Kamal Haddon's injury will cost Tennessee a game. Now, let's think about for a second. Let, let's break this down. Tennessee is not facing any well Missouri likes to throw it around the park let's think about teams that like to throw it around the park that'll put pressure on a secondary so you would have Missouri Georgia would not be in that category although Georgia might just win regardless and will be favored to do so uh I don't Kentucky's not going to take advantage of a defensive back absence so I'm going to say no I don't think it'll cost Tennessee a game, it'll cost them two, three, four hundred yards for the remainder of the season. The Missouri game is a loss without Haddon. Cody going ahead and going out on a line. I, I like the guts. What do you say? See, this is Sarah? hard for me to do because of our next segment coming up, but I will because I would say on paper the Missouri game should cost them, but there's some factors that are going into that that I, I will talk about the next segment. And with, with Georgia. If it costs Tennessee a game, it'll be against Georgia. It could cost Tennessee against Georgia because I think that Georgia game at home is more winnable than a lot of people think. And I think Kamal Haddon makes that game a lot more difficult. But I'm not going to go out on a limb and say his loss will cost Tennessee a game. I I can say this. It may have cost Tennessee last week against Alabama more than anything else. You don't, you don't believe that now. What happened at the opening drive of the second half? Jalen Miller throws a touchdown pass with Kamal Haddon out. Does he make that touchdown pass if Kamal Haddon's in the game? No, no, no. Does not happen. Okay, all right. Uh, Okay, now, one of the things with Caleb that is important that uh, I hope everybody understands is uh, I think so much of him that there was no question that I wanted to be him, uh, him to be my partner on this program and in this venture and writing and all of that. So I say that given the next thing he's going to say sounds a little bit crazy to me, but uh, I'm giving him free reign, lead the charge. Here we go. Tennessee can still win the SEC East. What the H? What the? What was he thinking? Release the hounds. The Dave Hooker Show. Keep cool. A presentation of offthehooksports.com. I'm just going to open it up to my guy, and you tell me how Tennessee can still win the SEC East with two, two SEC losses, and then just on the message board, Go ahead and fill it in. Is Caleb crazy or is Caleb on the mark? 
Let's go step by step. So take me through the steps. First, Tennessee has to win out, right? Yes, that's the first step. They have to win out. Okay, with the exception of UConn. They could drop a game to UConn, but they're not going to do that. Tennessee has Tennessee has to win out. That's step one. Now, as far as uh, Tracy Morgan, he doesn't think that's crazy, uh, but Doc Holliday says, I'm your huckleberry. In other words, yes, that can happen. David is already drinking the Kool-Aid. Travis says Georgia loses to us and Ole Miss. So your next step, is Caleb so before I get to Georgia let's start with Florida because Florida has to lose two more SEC games for Tennessee to along with Tennessee winning out well Florida plays Georgia this week okay Dave who's winning between Florida and Georgia I wonder who's going to win that game you know what's funny I I, Georgia will I hadn't even thought of Florida in this whole conversation but you're right you're right you're right they I mean they have to so I think that'll happen I'm not really worried about that happening so I, let's right, but I want to break it down for the for people curious real quick. So they have to play Georgia. Then Florida has to visit LSU and Missouri. They're definitely losing one of those two games, right? They're going to lose to LSU, hundred percent, I think. <laughs> On the road, say something insightful. I'm choked up. Okay, Florida is going is visiting LSU and Missouri. On November the 11th and November the 18th, they're 100% to lose but one of those games. I think it's a very strong likelihood they lose both of those games. And I'm so – I agree with that. Yeah. So Florida's got three losses. Okay, now let's let's get to Georgia. Georgia has Florida this week. I know it's Florida and Georgia's going to win. But, Dave, Georgia's coming off a bye. You and I both know that it's Georgia-Florida cocktail party. You know that Georgia's going to be emotionally invested in this game just because it's Florida. Just because True. of the history of the series. True. All right. So George is emotionally invested in this. They win. Okay. I know it's at home next week, but they got to face Missouri next week. Missouri's sitting at home this week. Missouri's going to sit at home, eat some cheeseburgers, watch the games, relax. They're on a roll right now. And they get to go face Georgia. Yes, it's on the road, but they get to face a Georgia team that uh, might be a little emotionally drained from having played Florida this weekend. Okay, and so tell me this. You're picking Missouri to beat Georgia in Athens. I'm saying, I, I'm, I'm, well, I'm saying Missouri or Ole Miss. After Missouri, Georgia then has to go play, has to play Ole Miss. Now, Ole Miss does come to Athens, but the week before Ole Miss plays Texas A&M, I think Ole Miss is not going to struggle with Texas A&M. I think that'll be, by that point, the wheels fall off and Ole Miss cakewalks against Texas A&M. So that's a relaxing game for them. Georgia almost lost to Missouri last year. I think it's a, there's a very strong possibility Missouri or Ole Miss wins in Athens. Because guess what? Athens ain't that intimidating of a stadium. No, I'm not. I'm taking that back. I said that last year. And when Tennessee went down there, um, they, they kind of aged them. So I'm I'm saying that it is. I think that's Tennessee place. on the road more than it is like Athens. I think Tennessee just has road issues. Oh no, I th- I think that was a tough place. I mean it 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 was much tougher than in the 2000s. And- but do you think the Athens Stadium, Sanford Stadium, is going to get as up for Missouri and Ole Miss as they were for Tennessee last year? Now that's a much better argument. All right, what else has to happen? So if Georgia just loses to Ole Miss. Or Missouri. Now, yes, that's a tall, that's the tallest order is Georgia losing one of those two games. We got to look at Tennessee's prospects. Then all Tennessee has to do is win out. Now, looking at Tennessee's prospects to win out, let's just bring this up real quick, Dave. They got Kentucky this week. Yes, tough proposition to face Kentucky. 
On November 11th, they visit Missouri. Now, Missouri will have played Georgia the week before. If Missouri State somehow pulls off the shocker at Georgia, you know they're going to have the hangover the next week at home, right? They're they're not going to be able to mint. They don't have the talent to be able to beat Georgia and then Tennessee in back-to-back weeks. I don't think. Okay. You would agree. Now, you're not predicting this will happen. You're saying it could happen. I want to be clear, right? Yes, I'm saying it could happen. Okay. And then Georgia goes to Knoxville with the SEC East on the line in on November the 18th. Okay, so Georgia has um, – they absolutely hammered UT Martin, hammered Ball State, beat South Carolina 24-14, to UAB beat 49-21, Auburn 27-20 in a close game, hammered Kentucky 51-13, to uh, beat Vanderbilt soundly 37-20. to Now, are you telling me that Georgia – has the mentality of playing down to players and that's why they'll slip up and that's what happened last year right or they're just not as good or a combination of both a combination because last year they were so good they could play down and still win they're not as good this year they still play down to opponents but they can't win when they play down to opponents against good teams i don't think they didn't that kentucky game that everybody's talking about they were so mad at all the talk about Auburn, Dave. You know they were on a mission to shut everybody up against Kentucky, weren't they? They wanted everybody to know that they're still Georgia because they were so angry about all the talk about them struggling with Auburn the week before. And they said, okay, watch this. And Kentucky was undefeated. I think there's a very strong possibility that they play down to Missouri or Ole Miss. And look, if you're Georgia, you haven't – you know, Kirby Smart, we got to point this out. He now has the SEC record for the longest regular season winning streak, which was held by Robert Nealon from 1937 to 1940. Nealon didn't lose a regular season game until he came back from war in 1946. Um, and so he broke that record. But you know this, when you keep winning regular season games, it gets harder and harder to keep getting up for those games. And eventually it comes back to bite you and you could see it bite them against Missouri or Ole Miss. Now I will say this, if they slip up against Missouri or Ole Miss, it's going to be which they which Tennessee needs them to do. At the same time, it then becomes much harder for Tennessee to beat them in Neyland because they're not going to play down to Tennessee at that point. And no, don't forget, I, though, that Brock Bowers is injured. Okay, so do, have we heard a distance and how long Brock Bowers is going to be out, by the way? Uh, it was, I only heard a few weeks, but I got to be honest. I remember the Tua injury, and if Brock Bowers comes back, he's not going to be Brock Bowers. Okay. Uh, portions of the program brought to you by Campbell Cunningham, Taylor, and Han. Look at me. No contacts, no glasses. Enjoy life when you see better. I had a LASIK. Local. Local. They're right there. Knoxville Vision Service for LASIK, cataract surgery, and regular eye examination. Go to cctis.com. cctis.com. Support our sponsors. That's why we're here. Um, Caleb, how much of this is Carson Beck? Stetson Bennett, we all made fun of him last year. We thought, oh, he's the little engine that thinks he can, but he can't. And he ended up doing it and turning himself into an incredibly clutch player in his final year at Georgia and one of the better quarterbacks in the conference, which I never thought that I would say. And one of the better quarterbacks in the nation, quite frankly. Um, while that was somewhat of a career achievement award, uh, the notoriety he got being a Heisman candidate, he still was much better last year than I ever thought, especially in the fourth quarter. So when I take a look at uh, Carson Beck and I look at his uh, quarterback rating, you're talking about a guy who is 
fifth in the SEC, significantly behind Jaden Daniels at 204. Then there's Jalen Milrow, Jackson Dart, Brady Cook, and then Carson Beck in at 163. Um, so he's a little bit better than middle of the pack in the in the SEC. How much are you putting this on Carson Beck? Not as much as you would think. I'm actually putting it more on Mike Bobo because, by the way, Stetson Bennett, for people questioning what I was saying all offseason, look at what Todd Munkin is doing this year in Baltimore with Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson looks like an MVP candidate again after we had him written for dead as an NFL quarterback last year. And Todd Munkin is a genius offensive coordinator. And that's the best NFL hire anybody made this offseason was getting him out of Georgia to go to Baltimore. I think lowly of Mike Bobo as is. But even if Mike Bobo wasn't terrible, which I think he is, he's not a genius like Todd Munkin. So I think there's a massive drop-off in play calling, plus the lack of Brock Bowers. Both of those things limit Carson Beck and give him a disadvantage that Stetson Bennett didn't have, quite honestly. Well, in that high ankle sprain, especially for the bigger you are, the harder it is to overcome. So he's not a little squirrel white dude. He is, he's also not an offensive lineman. It's almost impossible. And he's also got an NFL career to think about. Oh, he's not going to do that. I, 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 don't, I, I don't think when you're at that level, the NIL money he's probably getting, I don't think you're going to think about that a lot. Uh, two no minutes, NIL money he gets could outweigh what he's going to get as a high NFL draft pick. Well, I know, but he also is part of a potential championship team. I don't think those guys think like that. I, I think, think Georgia's got, got a culture. I think Georgia's got a culture. They're, he's not thinking about the NFL. I mean, he's probably already close to being a millionaire. He knows he will be. Finances are not going to be his issue. He wants to win a championship. Two minutes, and we will visit with Fred White, former ball. It's a football Friday with Fred, brought to you by our friends at Herald Group Security Solutions. He's Caleb Calhoun. I'm Dave Hooker. Sun, sand, and salt water, the beach is a very relaxing place. Unless you wear contacts. Ow! Open your eyes to the best the beach has to offer with LASIK Vision Correction from Campbell Cunningham Laser Center. Ah. Sports Treasures in North Knoxville is one of the South's largest sports cards and memorabilia dealers, featuring over 10 million sports cards from vintage to modern. Sports Treasures carries a full line of hobby boxes, singles, autographed memorabilia, Tennessee Vol collectibles, fan cave decorations, and so much more. See a museum full of collectibles at Sports Treasures, 4819 North Broadway in Fountain City, and Sports Treasures on Facebook. Sports Treasures, where the real sports fan goes to shop. Have you seen the latest TriStar Hats Co. product? TriStar Hats Co., what's that? You know, those really cool hats, shirts, tumblers, and even license plates with three stars like the official Tennessee flag and stripes like the American flag. Pretty patriotic if you ask me. Ah, gotcha. Seen those. Those are cool. Where can I get them? Simple. TriStarHatsCo.com. And if you order now, there's 10% on any order $50 or more. Plus, use the promo code HOOKED. With the promo code HOOKED, you get 10% off. That's HOOKED. And don't forget free shipping with any order over 50 bucks. Stock up at TriStarHatsCo.com. That's TriStarHatsCo.com. There are plenty of wannabes out there, so make sure you go to TriStarHatsCo.com for the best quality and customer service. Will do, and I'll be sure to use the promo code HOOKED. That's HOOKED when I do to save an additional 10% off. TriStarHatsCo.com. TriStar Hats Co. is a trademark of TriStar Hats Co. LLC. Any use without express written consent is prohibited. 
What the? What was he thinking? Release the hounds. The Dave Hooker Show. Keep cool. A presentation of offthehooksports.com. We reset that. What the H? Because I wanted Fred White's take on it. Fred White, welcome to the program of Football Friday with Fred. Fred, you're looking fantastic as always. Very dapper. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. Dave. How are you guys doing today? Never better. The reason I played that intro is what the H is because um, in in the previous segment, um, Caleb Calhoun explained to me how Tennessee could still win the uh, SEC East um, by Georgia stumbling, Florida stumbling. Tennessee, of course, has to beat Georgia. What are your... I want to get your thoughts on that, but also if you're a player, is that something you even think about, or are you just trying to focus on the next practice and the next game? You know, I would focus on the next practice and the next game. That's my thought process, being the fact that you got to control your own destiny by just winning the games you have left. That's what you have to do. Um, You can't worry about who wins and who loses. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, you still got to finish out your season strong. Um, I think that's the mentality I would take. Um, I think we did the same thing when we played against Auburn in the SEC Championship a couple of years back. We didn't expect for Florida to lose. We didn't know if they would, would, would lose or not, and they lost two games, and we ended up being in the SEC Championship game. So our whole focus and goal was to take care of our business first and go from there. Well, and you were in that position a couple times when you got beat by Florida did did you keep track of who they played did you go home and check Florida's schedule or did you just put the blinders on if that's what you're focused on you're focused on the wrong things you need to focus on whether you can win your games or not yep plain and simple well said Uh, a couple topics we want to get to with you in particular and I want to remind you that Fred's appearance is uh, brought to you by friends at Harold Group Security Solutions, leadership experience specialization, addressing problems through unique mission-specific mitigation techniques, also making your children safer one school at a time. HaroldGRP.com, HaroldGRP.com. We're working with schools to make them safer with highly trained former uh, military personnel, and we're going to do that. Working with private schools now, public as well. Go to your school administrator and say, you got to know this name. Harold Group Security Solutions. Harold Group Security Solutions. Look them up. Fred, uh, we turned to Kentucky after enough talk about the uh, Alabama game. What are some of the keys for the Vols as they get ready uh, for the Cats? Well, the recipe for success has been running for over 20 yards a game. And every game we ran for over 20 yards, we've actually won. Um, so those are the things I look for, for keys, as well as getting out the football field on third downs and staying kind of very consistent and close when it comes to time of possession. Um, if we're going to have a big disparity in time of possession, we're going to need to have that, um, had to put some points on the board. Um, I look to see that Nico needs to hit some deep balls downfield, I think, to help stretch the defense a little bit and also open up some holes or did you for our running Jeff? game. Did you mean Joe? I'm sorry, I meant Joe. <laughs> wow, subtle, uh, subconscious, Fred. Freudian, Freudian slip. I, I meant Joe. I've been hearing all this Nico talk all week, and this has been like, look, we're going with whoever he puts on the football field. And I think that 
I think we have what we need to do as far as um, winning the game. Our offensive line needs to play very well, and we have to run the ball very well. Fred, I uh, before I, I get to my point, I actually had to ask you a totally random question since I know you said you were a Jay-Z fan. Did you see earlier this week where Jay-Z finally told everybody on Twitter who said they would take dinner with him over 500000 He was like, guys, take the 500000 and then just listen to my music to learn how to invest it, invest it properly. <laughs> I, I agree with Jay-Z. I, I agree from the that. beginning. You give me $500,000, I don't know what to do with it. I don't, yeah. need, <laughs> I don't need the dinner with you. I can listen to what you say in your interviews from going forward. Yeah, five hundred thousand. It's it's going to be dinner with Cindy Crawford in her prime, and it's going to be more than dinner. Um, Fred, this I felt like this team um, um, at at times last week faced a different uh, defensive front as Alabama started walking people up to stop the run, which you had mentioned Tennessee had been so good against the run. As it turns out, Kentucky is very good against the run, horrible against the pass, like 12th in the SEC. Mm -hmm. I think this really could be Joe Milton's game to shine as well. I'm not discounting the running game, but I think he could have some real opportunities here. Well, I think you need to be able to hit some deep balls down the football field against their secondary in order to be able to run the ball efficiently. Every team that we play going forward is going to load the box when it comes to our running game because we've had success doing so. Like I said, when we had 200-plus yards rushing, we won those games. And I'm I'm just feeling that that's what every team going forward is going to do. This is a copycat league, and any team that stopped us has loaded up against the run and told us to beat you, beat us with the pass. So we need to figure out who's going to step up when it comes to receivers. I like to see us use our tight ends a little bit more in this game. I think they can open up the middle of the football field, something that we don't use a lot. Um, I know we spread the football around on the outsides and those type of things and get those those long uh, screen plays and things like that. But I'd like to see us be able to utilize the middle of the football field with some mismatches with our big tight ends. I like to see our guy, Jay, uh, Jay uh, Warren, get some balls down the middle of the football field. There, I mean that. I think that will open up our defense, our offense, a little bit more as well. But I hope that those are things that we have in the work, in the works coming up for the next part of the uh, the season here. Before I get to Caleb, Jacob, what do you think about that? What's up, everybody? This is Jacob Warren asking you to like, subscribe, and share. Dave needs this. He does. Caleb, <laughs> Fred, which one of these things weighs more heavily to you? Are you more encouraged from last week's game by how Joe Milton was able to finally, it seemed, find his rhythm by utilizing his legs? It kind of spread the defense out and opened up more opportunities for him to throw the ball downfield. Or are you more discouraged by the fact that, I mean, I hate to say it, but it just seemed like the interior of Tennessee's offensive line got pushed around by Alabama last week on Saturday. I think I'm, I'm going to go with a half full rather than a half empty. I'm glad Joe did use his legs because when anytime you have a quarterback that can run, it changes the way you call the game as a defense coordinator. You look at our our defense, we didn't blitz any in the second half because they have a guy who can move with his legs. I kind of hate that because I feel like guys that can run, you blitz them because they'll make a mistake for you at some point if they can run, especially if they're not very accurate with the, with the pass. Um, but I'm going to go with the fact that Joe ran more. Um, now, I don't want to see him lower his shoulder so many times on a defensive back, but at least get the yardage, fall forward, and try to best <laughs> – the best runners find ways to avoid contact or getting hit. 
Don't be scared, of course, but don't just lower the boom just because you want to show people you're tough. Be smart about the game. This game is is a brutal game, and you may run up on a small DB that'll pop you. So do you think um, – last week, what do you think about Tennessee on the other side, the front seven? I think – I saw it just seemed like they got a little tired in the second half last week. Do you have – it's going to – you know, Kentucky's got maybe the best running back in college football right now in Ray Davis. Um, do you think that – how much faith do you have in the Amari Thomases and the Bryson Easons and even the Aaron Beasley's on the at the second tier to to shut down this running game of Kentucky's? Well, in order for us to be good, we had to be good in the, in the front seven. Our, our defensive line has to play well in order for us to have a chance to win this game. Um, this is Kentucky, and Kentucky has come with a running game pretty much every year we played them. The team, the times we won against them, we've shut down their running game. This will be no different. This will be in their house, though. Uh, this is a seven o'clock game. They will be rowdy. If you've never been to a Kentucky game at night, it's a fun time up there, and they they support their football team until they get behind. So, in order <laughs> for us to win this game, you literally need to go out there and put some points up on the board and make their quiet their crowd be quiet. Because if not, they're going to be in the, if you let them linger and stay in the game, it's done. Yeah, you, you, you need a, a clean up in quarter one at Kroger Field, uh, if, if you know what I mean. See? Yes. See what I did there, Fred? You need to be up at least 14 points in the first quarter. The longer you let them the longer you let them stay in the game, the louder the crowd will be. And if you're going into the fourth quarter and they're still in the game, it's going to be a rowdy crowd. They will be drunk off good bourbon, I promise you. Yeah, there's pretty good bourbon up there. Um, Fred, I've, I stated that that the Tennessee without Brew McCoy probably doesn't have a, a have one receiver on the outside in particular that truly scares a secondary. Do you have you seen anybody that can be that guy? I think Ramel Keaton's solid. Don't get me wrong. I think the freshman and Nimrod Nimrod and Webb are going to be good, but I don't know that on the outside. I, I think I think Squirrel's very good at the slot, but I don't know that the outside that any secondary is scared of those guys. Would you agree or disagree with that? Well, I mean, you don't you haven't given much to be scared of if it's you know for this season. Now, last season, people did kind of fear us because you had those guys on the outside and you can work one on one on the inside, you know, against a third DB. Uh, this year, you're the man. I mean, that, it's kind of equate. I kind of equate this to when you see a guy. Um, get drafted or, for instance, traded to another team, right? And he's the man now. And he's getting up one, number one coverage as far as uh, double coverage if you need to or the best DB that you're going up against every week instead of the number three defensive back that you're going against every week. You got to step your game up. I mean, that's that's the point, point blank. That's it. You got to step your game up. Um, I spoke to one of the greatest receivers ever played at the University of Tennessee, probably one of the greatest athletes. That's Carl Pickens, and Carl was. We talked about you know catching the ball. Can a does a quarterback ever throw the ball too hard for you? Now I know this is Carl Pickens, like I said, one of the greatest receivers to ever play at UT. Um, the NFL Rookie of the Year on offense, um, those type of things. But he told me that if you can catch, you can catch, regardless of how hard you throw, how soft you throw, how high, how low. And that was his thought process. Um, so I'm, I'm, I know this may not this may not equate to everyone, but he is one of the greatest to ever play the game. 
And to hear him say that, you know, that's the standard, in my opinion. No, uh, no doubt about that. I, I agree with that. Um, and maybe I was too hard on Joe Milton early, earlier in the year. And I thought that uh, you and Spencer Riley, to some extent, kind of set me straight or my thinking straight, because you both said the same thing. If it hits you in the hands, uh, you should be able to catch it today. Step into the world of power, loyalty and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This tough question is uh, right now with Fred White, former Tennessee safety. He's a VFL. I don't even like saying former anymore. I'm going to get away from that. Today's tough question is right now, and it's brought to you by Rick Terry Jewelry Design. Today's tough question. Take a side. Take a stand. The Dave Hooker Show, a presentation of offthehooksports.com. Let's start with Fred. Is Kentucky a rival, Fred? I know they want to be a rival, but from Tennessee's perspective, are they a rival? Maybe for a group of guys who probably played and lost to them, it might be a rival. But in my opinion, overall, no. You have to win a lot more games in order to be a rival, in my opinion. And I'm not taking anything away from Kentucky, but I never lost to them, never thought we would lose to them. And as, as a Tennessee, as a VFL, I don't expect to ever lose to them. There's a few games in the SEC that you don't expect to lose, and those are South Carolina, Kentucky, Vanderbilt. And for them to be a rival, you'd have to catch up and beat us in more games, I guess. Hey, Manny, what do you think of uh, Kentucky being a rival for Tennessee? They're like, that is total bullshit. Okay, well, Peyton, easy. I, right. I agree. <laughs> I agree, Peyton. Wholeheartedly, I agree. They're like, that is total bullshit. <laughs> All right, Caleb, what do you think? <laughs> Guys, I want to say something that y'all aren't going to like, but it's just facts. And, Fred, this doesn't apply to you because you didn't. You actually did your job when you played at Tennessee and made sure Kentucky never threatened you. Um, but Kentucky's beaten Tennessee more times since 2005 than Tennessee's beaten Florida. So Kentucky's more of a rivalry to Tennessee than Tennessee is to Florida at this point. More so... Vanderbilt has beaten Tennessee more twice as many times as Florida has since the turn of the century. And so I, I get what we're saying here, but if we're going to, but if we're going to throw all history out, which Tennessee and Kentucky is one of the oldest played games in the sec, there's literally the battle for the beer barrel, which they don't allow anymore because kids can't drink or whatever. Um, But there is a, should be battle for the weed bag nowadays. Yeah, there you go. But I also think. (laughs) 
By the way, let me me take a second to remind you that Hemp House is the premier (laughs) hemp dispensary online with a wide variety, great selection, and strict standards to ensure you only receive the best in CBD or Delta products. Go to Hemp House Chat with two Ds. Hemp House Chat with two Ts.com, and they've got the big orange crunch right here that if you use the promo code hooked you get 10 percent off of i'm sorry the battle for the bag of weed go ahead caleb okay but here's where i still do think it's somewhat a rivalry i think it's i think it's the history of it because tennessee and kentucky and tennessee and vanderbilt are two of the four longest played games in the sec georgia auburn and old mississippi state are the others and on top of that i think tennessee and kentucky have a friend not friendly but like a you know Kentucky's the basketball school, Tennessee's the football school. So there's a debate over like, can one get the better of the other in both sports one year? So I think Tennessee's taken a lot of pride in recent years that they've swept Kentucky in basketball a couple of times and beaten them in football. And I think there's a lot of pride when Tennessee does that. So I think that does make it a rivalry. And plus the the last part is Fred. Another factor of a rivalry is you take pride in owning a school. And since you guys did own Kentucky when you play, yes, I get it. You always beat them, but you wanted to make sure you always beat them. Like you did not want a Kentucky loss on your resume. As well, a player. But, hey, Absolutely not. You don't want a Kentucky, but I, I still don't think they're a, a, I still don't think they're a rival. They don't even think they're a rival. They want, I mean, yeah, they want they to be, be, but they know deep <laughs> they down they aren't. Right. Guys, and they're Fred, closer Fred, to Tennessee than Tennessee me, is to Florida. Fred, let me let me offer this too. I think that's crazy. But as a matter of fact, Peyton even says they're like that is total bullshit. But let me ask you. They have a better record against Tennessee than Peyton Manning had against Florida. <laughs> let me Sorry. ask you. Uh oh, you're gonna get in trouble with Fred there. Um, hey, hey, hey. They don't have a better record against we. Kentucky has lost plenty of games to us. So I'm just saying. <laughs> well, I will say this, whether or not we view them individually as a rival, I don't, because I think Tennessee is one of the schools that's really weird. And they're not, there's not a lot in the country, but that they have like too many rivals. Like Alabama's a rival, Florida's a rival. Vanderbilt, if you ask people over 70, was a rival because that's why General Neyland was hired is to beat Vanderbilt and, and on and on. But I will say this, because of the support that the programs get individually because of the fact that the recruiting talent is way better in Tennessee than Kentucky. And it's not great in Tennessee, but in Kentucky it's horrible um, as far as numbers of guys. And then you can go into Atlanta and recruit there. It should never be a rival. Whether or not it is, we can argue that, but it should never be a rival, Fred. Well, let, let me let me say this then. When it comes to Kentucky, Are we doing a checker kneeling? Oh. Are we doing a um, special they uniform? The black, they did the black jerseys for Kentucky last year. Eh. I mean, they <laughs> that was more for <laughs> us than for them. That was more to show that we could do a black jersey because it was almost Halloween. That had nothing to do with Kentucky. All right, no. so what's closer, guys? I got a question for both y'all. Is Tennessee closer to Kentucky in basketball, or is Kentucky closer to Tennessee's level in football all time? Tennessee's closer to Kentucky in basketball than it is to football. I agree because yeah, John Cal- yeah. yeah, I agree because John Calipari doesn't win championships. He fields NFL or NBA players, and Rick Barnes makes the tournament. So we're talking about two teams that have the ability to win a championship based off po- making the postseason. 
and uh, Kentucky's football program has never knocked on the door to the college football playoff, and Tennessee has. So I, they I haven't even that. scratched the surface of getting to an SEC championship game. <laughs> Guys, in, they claim in a nineteen fifty. They claimed the nineteen fifty national title, even though Tennessee beat them that year. <laughs> yeah, you want to go back to nineteen fifty? Fred Caleb loves to do that. I mean, are, are any of those people still alive? I'm just saying. <laughs> There's nobody here for them to even claim. <laughs> We're going to celebrate the 1950 National Championship team. In oh, they actually, no, in they, funny enough, they, des- they decided to declare it in 2018. So 68 years later, they're like, hey, let's go back and claim this as a national title. Uh, <laughs> I'm just, just pointing no. out, I'm just, you know, by the way, again, Fred, I don't know if you know, Dave and I go back and forth on this because I agree Tennessee recruiting is better, but – I'm sorry. I think I can get you to back me up on this. I've been saying for 20 years, Nashville recruiting is overrated. And I can say that because you played on the 98 team and not one player from Nashville was a contributor, a major contributor on that 98 team. I would say this though, in the last few years, Nashville recruiting has been pretty good. They put out a lot of NFL football players in the last few years out of Nashville. You go from corn elder to, um, there's a few other guys that, that are from that area that, that have played some pretty good football. A lot of those guys have bypassed Tennessee and gone other places, uh, whether it be Alabama, uh, Ole Miss, you name it. So there's some good talent in Nashville. Yeah. and that, One of them in particular is, is a few guys from Cane Ridge High School. They are all starting, and they started as freshmen. And they're pretty good. And most of those guys may play see a, a, a down or two in the NFL. So I won't say that about Nashville recruiting now. Back yeah. then, maybe, but now, mm-mm. John Henderson was from Nashville, and he's one of the greatest players to ever play at Tennessee. He was a unicorn when he came out. There mm, weren't a lot of Nashville kids like I that. I don't know. If, I don't know if I, I can say that. I know some guys who played at Georgia that were from Nashville. Guys from South Carolina that played at South Carolina from Nashville. There's a few guys that played in, from Nashville that were pretty good football players. Well, and it, it, regardless of the Nashville debate, the state that I was in charge of when, when I covered recruiting for ESPN, one of them was Kentucky, and it was just, I can tell you, statistically by far the bottom of the barrel. West Virginia yeah. was in my territory. They were second worst. Um, but, yeah, it, was, it wasn't even close. If Kentucky I'm willing, whole country. I'm willing to bet you have more talent in Nashville – than you do in the entire state of Kentucky. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, Portions of the program uh, brought to you by, I don't know, this guy that does some Allstate. It's Fred White. Fred, how do people get in touch with you if they want to be in good hands? They they can give us a phone call at 770-381-0367, or they can look us up on any platform, the social media platform that is, the Fred White Allstate, um, as well as Google us. FredWhiteAllState.com or Allstate and Fred White. Either way it goes, you'll find me here, and we'll be happy to help you out. So our next Celebrate 98 series, and by the way, you can buy the book. It's uh, right below. If you would like a copy of it, you can get the soft cover, hard cover, or you can get a copy that's been signed by Fred White. We'll take care of you for that as well. So it's right below, so feel free to – uh, click on that order away and we'll get it in the mail to you. I hope you appreciate it. It's brought to you by Tennessee Cider Company, the original hard cider of the Smoky Mountains. Use the promo code HAT to receive some free swag with your cider order available most anywhere in the U.S. 
tnsidercompany.com, tnsidercompany.com. Don't forget the promo code hat. If Jamal Lewis, because I still believe, especially in your day in the 90s, that if, if you have an ACL injury, um, you're probably not quite as good ever as as you were before the injury. Now, I know he still ran like the four, uh, three, two, 40, but if he never suffers an, an injury, which is, is saying a lot, I mean, I guess what I'm asking in a roundabout way is how close are we to talking about Jamal Lewis being considered one of the best tailbacks of all time? Because he's the next guy we're going to talk to on on Celebrate 98. Um, I, I think he's kind of on that that second level and pretty close to the first level. What do you think? If Jamal Lewis doesn't get – if he doesn't get hurt against Auburn in 1998, I'm willing to bet he wins the Heisman that year. Wow. He was just starting to hit – I mean, he was hitting it running. You look at the his stats up until that year, up until that game, and even in that game, the first time he touched the ball, he went 70 yards for a touchdown. He got hurt in the first quarter. He didn't make it to halftime. If you imagine, he came back in the game trying to go and had a 12-yard run and realized, man, something's really not right. I mean, two carries, 80-something yards. He had, I, he may have had four or five carries in that game, but I'm just sitting here telling you, we knew we were about to see something very special with Jamal Lewis. And going down the stretch after playing against the Florida team and beating them, I don't know if there was any other team that could stop our running game. And it showed because we ran the ball very well with Travis and Travis. If Travis and Travis can go for 100 yards against Georgia, just imagine what Jamal Lewis would have done. Hmm. I'm just being honest. I, I, I've seen Jamal Lewis winning the Heisman Trophy if he doesn't get hurt. Wow. it's pretty strong. Caleb, anything else? Yeah. Uh, Fred, uh, I owe you an apology because last year I used to take offense to the idea as a Grizzly fan that people thought Trey Young was better than John Morant, but I am totally off the John Morant bandwagon this NBA season, and I think your Hawks have the better point guard. I'd take Trey Young <laughs> over John Morant any day of the week. I'm done with Josh. I'm done with him. <laughs> well, we shall see what this season looks like for Josh. <laughs> Yeah, Jaw uh, is always good for a shot or two, and I don't mean <laughs> basketball. Uh, Fred, he's Mal- he had- is Malibu's most wanted, if there ever was one. The, Fred, fake, you you, know, the fake gangster. You have a fantastic day, Fred. Again, Google him, Fred White Allstate. He'll take care of you anywhere in the uh, uh, Georgia area. We appreciate you, and uh, I'll talk to you on Saturday. I will talk to you guys on Saturday. Hey, let me say this real quick. Yes, sir. We didn't give a score prediction. We didn't give a who will win and who will lose. Oh, I'm sorry. Go for it. Go for it. Of course, I'm going to pick Tennessee to beat Kentucky. Absolutely going to pick Tennessee to beat Kentucky. It would be asinine to think otherwise. But (laughs) score prediction. I think it's going to be who has the ball for at least 29 minutes. And... hmm. Think Joe gets it done this week. I like to say our receivers step it up, hit our tight ends. I would love to see my boy James Warren there. Not James Warren. Jacob. James Warren's son, Jacob. Yes. <laughs> I'd like to see him get a couple touchdowns. If our tight ends have two touchdowns, if my tight ends have 
at least two touchdowns, whether it be Warren or our other tight end, I'm going to go with Tennessee scoring about 41 points and Kentucky 27. Okay. I can, Fred's with I can... me. He's taking the over because I'm taking the over too in this one. That's where all my money's on. I think it goes over 51 total. Mm-hmm. I can job with that. Fred, have a blessed day. Um, I certainly appreciate your time and enjoy the game. And and I know you to go to a lot of the home games, so it might be a chance for you to relax just a little bit uh, on on the weekend. So I uh, hope you get to take in some football and have a great time. I'm going to take it in with my little cousins that play middle school football at the moment and teach them some real football. Oh, okay. Hey, man, just, uh, <laughs> if, if I, if, send me those kids' numbers so I can tell them just not to play you in Madden. <laughs> oh no, they don't want to do that. They learned that. They learned their lesson on that one already. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> hey. I mean Fred, Fred is the only person I played in Madden that started talking about why he would run different coverages. I'm not covering talking about easy cover one, cover two. I'm not about <laughs> how he would start running cover six against me because I was doing such and such. I'm like, I am out of my league. Plus, I think his fingers were faster, and he had better hand-eye coordination. It was like – it was not even close. Thank you, Fred. Well, yes. One of the things people don't understand about playing a video game, and this is – most people just play the game. You do realize they're co- not really codes, but if I see your offensive lineman move forward on the snap, I know it's run. It's a video game. They can't stop at five yards and come back or three yards and come back. If it's a run play, you know it's a run play. So you make all your guys come down on the run. If they step back, you push your guys back to make sure you know now your DBs and and your linemen are in pass rush mode. I mean, it makes the game simple and easier for you. If your running back's running to the right, you push all your your linemen to the right as soon as the ball snaps. We're going to continue this conversation because I I would love to be able to beat my son one time. I beat him once. Yeah, I beat him once in uh, NBA 2K right before he left to go to Massachusetts, and it was the greatest day of my life, and he just put his controller down and walked away. You just got to outsmart the game, man. That's all you're doing. It was it was a Clay Thompson <laughs> eight feet behind the three-point line bank for three when I was down two because I was like, this is my best shot to win it. Um, so that was it. Thank you, Fred. I appreciate you, brother. All right, you guys have a good one. Nobody like Fred White. He's Caleb Calhoun. I am Dave Hooker. And who's the better coach between the two? Also have prop bets uh, coming up. Uh, You would think Josh Heupel right off the top. We will discuss that. I'm going to make an argument, though, for Mark Stoops for a bit. And I'll be the contrarian. I mean, I, I think it's... I think it's Josh Heupel, but I also don't – I will say this, not being contrarian and not trying to start a debate, I don't think it's clear-cut. Two minutes off the hook, sports. Got cataracts? We can fix that. Never miss another moment. With a little help from Drs. Campbell, Cunningham, Taylor, and Hahn at cctis.com. Hi, I'm Rick Terry, and we at Rick Terry Jewelry Designs pride ourselves in the highest quality craftsmanship from a family-owned business here in Knoxville for over 35 years. At Rick Terry Jewelry Designs, we also take pride in being an affordable option for all your game day accessories, especially those fire opals. At Rick Terry Jewelry Designs, we want to be your jeweler every day and especially on game day. Go Vols! 
Hi, Mike Davis here with City Heating and Air, reminding you to always dare to compare. Our team provides quality local heating and air service, installation, and maintenance across East Tennessee. We use only the best equipment, like American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning for your residential, new construction, or commercial needs. Honesty, dependability, and customer satisfaction have been the cornerstones of our business since 1961. City Heat and Air. Dare to compare. These mountains hold and defend a spirit far better than moonshine. A drink that holds flavor that becomes necessity. A hard cider made and relished by folk who are as hearty as they are legend. A refreshment that can only be found in one place. With a taste that makes you say, give me three bottles of the good stuff. Tennessee Cider Company, where necessity can be found. What's up, everybody? This is Jacob Warren asking you to like, subscribe, and share. Dave needs this. Objective coverage. Hey, that's new. If we get cut, we're going to jail. The Dave Hooker Show, a presentation of Off the Hook Sports. YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and the free Off the Hook Sports app. I'm going to need to see some identification. Back to Dave Hooker. All right, here we go. I'm going to play devil's advocate off the top. Because I believe that Caleb believes, and we went over this in our 3.45 a.m. meeting, production meeting that we do each and every day. I believe that Caleb believes that Josh Heupel is the better coach. And I'll go ahead and tell you that I think Josh Heupel is the better coach as well. But we are going to discuss that right now brought to you in part by city heating and air conditioning i stopped by and said hello to those guys and it was awesome 50 years in east tennessee integrity matters don't trust a fly-by-night hvac company to tell you that you need a new unit that could cost tens of thousands you may just need a part or some coolant and you'll be taken care of they're awesome that is city heating and air conditioning okay so here i go mark stoops is a better coach than josh heupel And I swear, if you cut this in the very beginning so you don't have my disclaimer, I'm going to kill you, Caleb. (laughs) Mark Stoops is a better coach than Josh Heupel playing slightly contrarian because he gets more with less than Josh Heupel. He hasn't had superstar players for the most part. Will Levis, notwithstanding, I mean, I know you don't like him particularly, but that for Kentucky is a very is a very very good quarterback, right? I mean, they would they would take Will Levis every single year if they could get that t- type of talent at Kentucky. Uh, they've had a Randall Cobb who is fantastic, but I would really have to rack my brain to come up with uh, other superstar athletes that they have had. So he comes up and he wins more and gets more out of less. Tell me that I'm right or wrong. That's one of the reasons Mark Stoops is a better coach than Josh Heupel, theoretically. Dave, I wasn't going to fight you too hard on that because, remember, I was the one who proposed this, and I wouldn't have proposed this if I didn't really believe in Mark Stoops as a head coach. And so, Well, I misunderstood you in the 3.45 a.m., so you got to take the Well, no, I think Josh Heupel is a better ball coach. Let me be clear what I mean by that. If If you have two coaches preparing for a game, I trust Josh Heupel more than Mark Stoops as a game planner for Saturday. I think Josh Heupel is, I don't think there's a better game planner in the country than Josh Heupel. Really? Do you Dave? I I think maybe Nick Saban, but like Josh Heupel is one of the, it's at the top, right? As far as game planning 
Mm, oh boy, I, w- I would have been all on board if not for that Florida game. I, I just didn't. I didn't think a lot I of can't. that. I got to not. I, I got to give. If, if, if he was an A plus before, he's got to be a flat A now. To me, see me and you break on that. I don't blame him at all for the Florida game. The game planning. I blame him in certain ways, but not. I don't think game planning was the issue. Well, I. It was. It was maze. It was the issue, but it's a little bit. In my opinion. It's a little bit high pull, and then it was a little bit high pull in the fourth downs for floor, uh, for Alabama. But I know you and I disagree with that, so I don't want to belabor yeah. the point. Let let me try to make another argument. Well, I was going to um, go ahead, go ahead, split with the Stoops. Yeah, because while I think Hypel's a better ball guy, I do think Mark Stoops is a better CEO. Where you talk about him game planning, I think Mark Stoops hires usually hires the right coordinators, and he knows defense well, and he hires the right coordinators to run the offense as best as they can is ceo part of managing nil and recruiting now it is yes okay i would actually take it's funny we're disagreeing on the things that i thought we would have to kind of poke each other on i actually think that josh heupel is a better ceo than mark stoop so we basically Disagree on everything except for the premise, which is that Josh Heupel is a better coach. But I'm going to go on. Josh Heupel could not have had the success that Mark Stoops has had at Kentucky, which is an incredibly difficult place to play. Listen, it would be a difficult uh, place to win, not place to play. It would be a difficult place to win if they were in Conference USA because of lack of recruiting talent. But they're not. They're in the SEC. But he started two and ten, then five and seven, five and seven, seven and six, seven and six, ten and three, eight and five, five and six, ten and three, seven and six, five and two. So that's two 10 win seasons. I do not believe that Josh Heupel could have done that in that same period of time at Kentucky. You? I'm going to say he could have. And the reason I'm going to say he could have is because I saw what Josh. Let's n- let's not forget how Josh Heupel had his career resurgence. He was fired by Oklahoma, goes to Utah State to become offensive coordinator for a year. Barry Odom takes over Missouri, and takes to his credit the shot in the dark to bring Josh Heupel in when nobody wanted Josh Heupel as an offensive coordinator. And by the way, nobody wanted the Missouri job. Remember how, I know you hate it in general, Dave, but remember how bad of a a job specifically Missouri was in 2015? Because that was after the whole Mizzou protest stuff in 2014 where they were going to refuse to play the season. Yes, I do remember that. Yes, Missouri was a bad, it was the worst job in football. Josh Heupel's offensive coaching got them to a bowl game in his second year. By, by himself, with Drew Locke, Josh Heupel coaching the offense, single-handedly willed them to a 7-6 and six record in a bowl game, which got him his job at UCF. I think if he could do that at Missouri just as an offensive assistant, I think he could do that at Kentucky as a head coach with 10 wins, particularly when, as you and I know, over the past eight or nine years, East has had, some, East has had a couple years where it's really, really bad. Now, this is to say that Look, that doesn't mean that this isn't maximizing what's possible at Kentucky. It is. Mark Stoops is maximizing what can be done at Kentucky. I just think Josh Heupel would have been able to do it too. My CEO issue, I disagree with you about Heupel managing NIL and, and recruiting well. He he. Let You and I both know he was behind NIL opening up the checkbook for Dante Thornton. That's wasted everybody's money, whoever okay. you got. And I mean, that's a – because talent evaluation is part of being a CEO. 
And okay. he he also has he more money to play for, uh, play with. He he's the guy who is able to to go in and pick uh, ten toys for his kids, and he hopes that his kids like two or three. Whereas Mark Stoops is the guy because he doesn't have as much nil money in football. Is the guy that goes in and picks four or five toys for his kids and hopes for two or three. Now, well, by now says, he's GM, by now he's gming like the Mets. There. Okay, but Colt uh, Colton, I have no idea what that means. Colton Dittmore said, would Stoops have taken Hooker and the team to where they want? So I'm going to take my devil's advocate hat and lay it down. No, I don't think Mark Stoops would have taken Hendon Hooker and the Vols last year to a 10-win season. So at the end of the day, even though I played devil's advocate for the fun of it, I think Josh Heupel is the better coach. But I think that if you don't consider Mark Stoops as one of the top five or six coaches in the SEC, considering his challenges at Kentucky, then you're selling him short. So where would you put him? Saban's better. Smart's better. We both think Heupel's better. I know we both think Brian Kelly is better. After that, who is a better football coach in the SEC other than Mark Stoops? I'm not so sure Brian Kelly is better. Um and okay, well, that's me. Well, let's well, not get okay. caught up on Brian Kelly. We're, we're, yeah, no, who, well, also with smart. Okay, I think I, I think that look, I have I have Stoops in my top three with Heupel and Saban. And right now, Stoops, when you throw in the CEO side, I mean he's, well, you gotta he's, have smart in there. Look, I think Kirby Smart went to the second easiest job in America. And I think it's just an indictment on previous no. coaches that they didn't do what Kirby Smart did. No, Saban or Smart are, are one, two. I mean, I think George is a very easy place to win it. And it's easier now than it even was under Rick because the talent is only growing in Georgia. Yeah, but and... you have more competition and the Atlanta kids don't have any allegiance to Georgia. So I I, I disagree with you there. I'm with you on – I know what you're getting at, the LSU effect. And I'm I'm with you with, with the, the LSU effect. That is very true. I don't think. What about those rural Georgia kids, though? The talent doesn't just stay in Atlanta. I mean, that's the, the South Georgia area, yeah. like where Mark well, is. Yeah, below the Nat line is what it's called. Yeah. You know, when you drive south and the Nats start hitting your windshield? Oh, okay. That's below the Nat line. <laughs> they get all those kids. Okay. So when you yeah. get down, when you get about 50 miles south of Georgia, they get all those kids. And there's, there's a lot of good ones. So, yes, um, that part of the state is way overlooked. Uh, below the Nat line, those guys are Georgia people. But I can tell you that going to camps um, in the Atlanta area, you didn't see a lot of Georgia license plates. You didn't see a lot of Georgia gear and that sort of thing. Um, So I don't think there is that innate fandom. And the other reason is because in Atlanta, in Atlanta specifically, below the Nat line, you're right. Around Athens, you're right. But there's not a lot of kids out of Athens. But with Atlanta – Listen, there there are two different radio stations, okay, in Atlanta, and one program specifically for the pros because they think that's the way to go, and the other one is more college. But they're not like us, 60 to 70% one team. They're all across the board. So they could be as apt to talk Michigan this afternoon on their afternoon show and the troubles they're having as Georgia. So I don't think there's that inherent uh, Ty Colton says, what would Stoops do at Georgia during the same time frame as Kirby? I think he'd be Ray Goff. He'd be drunken Ray Goff. He would not be Ray Goff. 
No, he would not. He at least give him okay. one, Rick. Okay, Jim. No, he wouldn't win. T- he wouldn't average ten games a year. I, I go. I think so. I think. Oh, so. I disagree. Okay, I would I go Don. I'll give you. I'll give you Don. No, Can we settle no, on Don? I think he'd be better than Rick. I don't know if he'd do what Smart does. I think he'd be better than Rick. I do. I think. I think Mark Stoops is a national title caliber coach at the right school. I do. If you put him at the right school, he can win a national title. He's at the worst job in America. Yeah, but I'm going to – I don't know that. I have not seen him be at that job. I have seen him pass on other jobs, so I think he has a little bit of insecurity about making that move. Or he um, wants – Maybe Kirk Ferentz at Iowa. I mean, he's Kirk Ferentz at Iowa, basically. And Kirk Ferentz – well, I think Kirk Ferentz, time has passed him by at this point. But I think he's – I think Mark Stoops is a little more ahead of the curve than Kirk Ferentz. I think Mark Stoops is thinking – here's why I think he's turned down other jobs – the playoff is expanding to 12 teams in a year. You know you have job security at Kentucky. And you, you, you've talked to me about this, Dave, before. How much stress and pressure are a lot of coaches under? Because, look, if they, you know, the minute the hot seat happens, things are spiraling. And it's not just, yeah, you're paid well, but you got to move your family. You're responsible for assistance livelihoods. Like, there's a lot of pressure. Why go for all of that when you're at a very good situation in Kentucky right now? No one's firing you. Heck, if you keep doing what you're doing, they'll build a statue to you in the future. And honestly, maybe with the 12 team playoff coming, Kentucky could maybe squeak in every now and then. Travis and, says he's going to Michigan State. I hadn't thought about that. That would be a great hire by the Spartans. That'd and be dumb be for Mark a, Stoops to go there. Um, I don't know. He'd have a little bit more money to play with, but so would the rest of the conference. I think Jim Harbaugh is gone after this year. So I want to factor that in to my thinking. Oh, no, not, no, he's not. He didn't say Michigan. He said Michigan State. Right. But I think Harbaugh is gone. So you don't have Jim Harbaugh, one of the best coaches in the world, to beat every year. See, I think Michigan should look into hiring him if Jim Harbaugh goes. I think he'd be great at Michigan. Ooh, that's. I think that would be. Uh, I think that would be a little bit of a reach. But uh, nevertheless, all right. So we got your picks. Uh, your picks are brought to you by our friends at Zen Sports. Zen Sports, the new sports book in Tennessee, revolutionizing the way you earn sports betting rewards. That means no more deposit bonuses that turn into deposit nightmares. And Zen Sports, what you see is what you get with their cash rewards program. You get a lot of cash for a welcome bonus. Earn an unlimited five percent cash back on your betting volume for your first fifteen days when you sign up with the promo code Hooked. That's Hooked. Unlimited 5% cash back. Keep betting, keep earning with up to 3% cash back on your betting volume every month after that. And refer friends to earn a percentage of their betting volume as cash rewards too. Zen Sports bringing the cash back to Tennessee. So if you bet big on sports, you want to be betting on Zen Sports. Zen Sports betting just got, got better. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-889-9789. Must be 21 or over. And in Tennessee to bet. So here we go. If I agree with Caleb, it's a... Uh, it's a uh, hey now. If I don't, it's a uh, that's crazy. And if he's way off base, it's a uh, you suck. Yeah, all right. So here we go. Let's take a look at uh Caleb's picks, Caleb's casino, so to speak. Uh, will be no, that's bets. that that's my picks yesterday. These are just Caleb's the props casino the is on Thursday. Today will be prop bets. So let's go ahead and go with the five best prop bets. And I'll tell you what I think. All right, here we go, Caleb. What do you got? Joe Milton, the third junior, senior, Esquire, the second, over one and a half yards passing. I will go ahead and give no, that No, not, not over one and a half yards passing. Over oh, one and, one and, half and a half passing TDs. <laughs> passing TDs. Passing TDs. <laughs> if he doesn't get one and a half yards. 
Passing TDs. Passing TDs. I'm sorry, I misspoke. Hey, now. I totally agree with that. I think Kentucky's pass defense is horrible. If we're not having the conversations, he, he's had two or more passing TDs, and we got a real problem next week. I got a funny story with the one and a half yards real quick before moving on. I don't know if you know this, but to New, Jer- New York just legalized sports gambling this year. And to do pro- they always do these promotions, surefire win giveaways. Their first one this year was Aaron Rodgers throws for over one yard in his opener. And he didn't throw for over one yard because he got hurt. So a free giveaway oh, yeah. and everybody lost money. <laughs> yeah, and they um, talked about rescinding that because of the injury. I didn't understand that at all. Ray Davis. Uh, The Kentucky running back, who's very good, under 87.5 yards rushing. And you're taking the under. Tennessee, with a very good defensive front in terms of creating havoc, um, why do you think Ray Davis is held for under 87.5 yards? If Kentucky has trouble running the ball, they're not going to win this game. I think Tennessee has a very good defensive front. I think think this defensive front, too, having interviewed Amari Thomas in the off season, and you probably could tell more about this than I could, Dave, they seem to have a lot of pride. They have a lot of pride in what they do in the front seven. And I think they're very upset with how the second half went in last week's game. And I think they really want to make up for how the second half went. And I don't think they're happy about it. And so I think they're going to be on a mission. And I think because of that, they'll stuff the running game and Ray Davis won't do what Ray Davis usually does. I'm going to give it this. That's crazy. But I kind of sort of want to agree with you, too. That's why I didn't go uh, full scale. You suck. (laughs) Because I think he's that good of a back to get the over. But do you know who the number one team in the SEC is in uh, yards per carry defense? Is it Tennessee? It is Tennessee. At 3.03, Texas A&M is second, 3.04. Kentucky, 3.07. Alabama, 3.09. Then Ole Miss, surprisingly, at 3.28. Vanderbilt gives almost a whopping five yards a carry. Good Lord. Do you even and by the way that And by the way, they take sacks into account in college. So that counts in, against rushing numbers. Well, but college. I mean, do you even need, if you're giving up five yards a carry, like you're Vanderbilt, do you even need a quarterback if you're the opposing team? All right, so next up, uh, Jalen Wright. Under 57.5 yards rushing. Okay, I am going to give you. That is total bullshit. I think that Jalen Rott runs for over 125 yards, as a matter of fact. I let Fred White educate me. um, And after listening to him, he is right. I think Alabama set a method last week, which is teams are going to sell out and collapse the middle as much as possible. And Kentucky has a transcendently great defensive lineman. And so I think because of that, Tennessee's not going to be able to run the ball up the middle the way they want to. So the run game will have to come from Joe Milton, and the offense is going to have to come from Joe Milton throwing the ball. I just don't think Tennessee's going to be able to run the ball because of that. Okay. Squirrel White over 63.5 yards, 63 and a half yards as a prop bet. This one, I'm going to – I just – I don't know who's going to get the yard, so I'm going to say that to put money on this would be you suck, you duck ass. I'm, I can't, I can't go there with you. I kind of so want to, but I can't. I said yesterday that Chaz Nimrod was the key, one of the five key players for Tennessee. I said that on Wednesday. Excuse me. Here's the issue. Yes, Chaz Nimrod is one of the five key players for Tennessee in this game, but that's because he's going to be the guy that dictates coverage meaning Squirrel White's going to be the guy to make the plays. So Squirrel White, with Kentucky's uh, questionable secondary, 
he needs to get over 63 and a half yards. Joe Milton needs to get him the ball for at least two 40 yard bombs. Okay. And to be real clear, this, this is, um, okay. Gotcha. To be real clear, this is just receiving yards. I still think they're going to get him somehow involved with the running game, like an end around or a jet sweep. As a matter of fact, I'll make that little prediction for this weekend. How about that? Maybe I'll talk some up. Maybe. Maybe, uh, that, maybe a backwards pass to Jacob Warren and he throws it to Squirrel White for a touchdown. Pretty sweet. I don't know if Squirrel can throw, but uh, no, Devin, no, Warren throws to Squirrel. Oh, Warren throws to Okay. All right. I don't know if Jake, Jacob can throw. I'll text him here in a second and find out. I'll be like, why are you asking me this? <laughs> Aren't you the one preaching for Nico? Uh, Devin Leary over 204 and a half yards passing. Was this did this line come out before or after we heard about Kamal Haddon not playing? This line came out this I looked at it this morning and this was the line after we knew Kamal Haddon was out for the year. They're like that is total bullshit. He's not gonna throw for 205 yards. You don't I think he's gonna throw for 205 yards easily. I think he's gonna hit two. If if any reason, by the way, I'll tell you why, Dave. I have a hunch that this might be one of those type of Tennessee games la- that that I think this might finally be the game where Tennessee looks like it did last year, where Tennessee builds a huge early lead, and then Kentucky he goes over two hundred just coming back, trying to fight back in the yeah. That's half. always a scary one for the opposing quarterbacks' numbers. You know, it? I mean that because you never know that Tennessee could have a big lead and well at least could have last year and then the quarterbacks just throw in as much as he can from the second quarter on. you mean like peyton manning's 466 yards against florida in 96 where everybody's like what a gutsy effort it's like yeah but they were down 35 to nothing <laughs> so- yeah i mean what, what what are you going to do at that point you've got a heisman trophy candidate and, and you're down a lot so that's exactly what you're going to do you're going to throw yeah, and bob all stoops and spurrier called off the dogs and we're like fine we'll let you get those yards <laughs> All right, he's Caleb Calhoun. I'm Dave Hooker, presentation of Off the Hook Sports. We'll talk to you after the game. Coverage of the game on offthehooksports.com. Purchase a book if you'd like. I can get you one autographed by uh, Fred White. I can get that out this weekend. Celebrate 98, the untold stories behind Tennessee's 1998 National Championship. I wrote it. It's not a rehashing of the season. It is a bunch of stories that you won't hear elsewhere. So check it out. We'd greatly appreciate it. It is just below. You can click on it there. Support our sponsors also below. So we appreciate you more than you know. For Caleb Calhoun and Fred Watt, I'm Dave Hooker. This has been a presentation of Off the Hook Sports. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.